Algar Productions. Algar Productions. You are listening to the Post Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar Watt and Matt Robotham. Episode 343, covering Kanama and The Crossing with Mark Bosco. Hi, friends. Well, it happened again. It did. I mean, Bob's here to, to soften the blow a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Hi there. Hi, Bob. Uh, you, before, this is sort of the, the opening mission statement here. I just want to make sure you're on board. This sucked, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, mostly. Okay. Mo- really? So you found some you found some uh, gold in the garbage? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Good. No, yeah. that's that's good. I, in this case, I am happy that you disagree with us because <laughs> that means we don't have to bitch for a full hour. Yeah, you can seriously. Say nice things for ten minutes yeah. of those. With the, with the caveat that I have not been rewatching all of Enterprise. I watched it before. Oh, so it I have seen been, it. It hasn't been wearing you down. Okay. But it hasn't. Yeah, it hasn't been wearing me down. So this it's all slightly fresher for me. Well, I mean, and and a few of the guests have said that. And look, you only need to watch the ones you're coming on to talk about. We don't expect yeah. you to, to watch mm. it all. And you've seen it before, so yes, yeah. Yes. The, the and if it were a continuing story, that would be something else. But it, of course, it's not because why would we remember anything from week to week? Yeah, yeah. Well, next season that may be a different story. But I've I've heard that. Yeah. And I was thinking if if it's a good story, that's great. If it's not, that means we're stuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That means it's the same garbage <laughs> over and over every week until they decide they're done. And that, uh, that could be worse. <laughs> well, fingers crossed. Because, I, I mean, uh, technically the, the uh, what's that? I plead the fifth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there is there is no fifth. It only goes four seasons. Mm. <laughs> Zing. Um, oh, my knee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm, let's let's just let's just do this. Let's, All right, uh, I'm going to tell you what happened, and it's not Kanama, which I thought. That's what I wrote down. That's Kanama. Yeah, Kanama. That famous song by Can Halen. <laughs> no, it's actually it's actually Kanamar, which is less sensical. But uh, here you go. All right, you're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older. And now you're even older. And now you're even older. Those are lyrics from one of my favorite They Might Be Giants songs, but it also doubles as a summary of the emotional experience of watching this episode. Here is the entire plot. Trip and Archer get wrongly imprisoned by aliens. They try to escape and eventually do escape. This experience plays out over what feels like centuries, nay millennia. Mighty civilizations rise and fall in the time it takes this episode, which is paradoxically only about 45 minutes long, to end. Stars die, entropy increases, and we all get a little closer to death. But not quite close enough, because death would mean no longer having to watch Season 2, Episode 17 of Enterprise, fucking Canamar. Look, I never wanted this, okay? I never wanted to create a living record with my friends of how unhappy we are watching a dumb TV show week after week. I'm typically the sort of person who, when faced with an unpleasant situation that's entirely voluntary, tends to opt out of said situation. Because I have a choice. As a mortal being whose time on this earth is growing ever limited, I try to choose those experiences that will bring joy to me or someone else, or at the very least fulfill some practical and or necessary function. Inasmuch as any being is said to have free will, I try to exercise mine responsibly and not deliberately stick my head into something I know will continue to make me suffer. And yet, here I am, 
wasting that very gift of free will by choosing to watch season two, episode 17 of Enterprise. Fucking Canamar. And why? Because I said I would. Because my fanboy eyes were bigger than my critical stomach, and though I cannot fathom eating another bite, I am duty-bound by the ancient custom of my people. Take what you want, but eat what you take. This is my punishment. This is my curse. This is fucking Canamar. Season 2, episode 17 of Enterprise. <laughs> this is our lives now. We have always been watching Canamar, and maybe the fact that an episode about wrongful imprisonment can evoke such a strong, visceral feeling in me, a feeling that I myself have been wrongfully imprisoned... Maybe that is this episode's true genius. Or maybe it's just the same tired old formulaic piece of crap we've come to expect from this creative team. Which option do you think is more likely? So what, you give this like a 6 out of 10? <laughs> oh, I, easily, yeah. yeah, yeah. Seriously, oh, I, I was that like, was exhausting. Maybe, I should, maybe I should put some more story in this. And I was like, there is no story. Like, there's no way to write my usual number of words and say what happened because that's all that happened no and i mean like this is my bad thing but there's nothing happening here like no how many times has archer been wrongfully imprisoned on this show and we're only in season two at least yeah. as many times as trip has crashed a shuttle and what was this like a prison break episode it's just archer and that other guy alternately bonding and sniping at each other and it never ends yeah like there's there was like there were a handful of people in the the prison transport that we sort of got to know, only not really. Like, there there was just nothing. Like, there's like two guys mm -hmm. that we yeah. get to know, and that's it. Yeah. And uh, th this ties into my bad thing. This show spends more time in prisons than Discovery, whose main <laughs> character is literally a prisoner. <laughs> just, oh, God. This just makes they, me want to watch The Prisoner, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, well, yeah, it spends more time in prisons than the prisoner. Mm -hmm. I, I think I, I'm not bop, sure bop, what in that show, but I would love to see Rover on the ship. That would be cool. Amazing. <laughs> Anything <laughs> other than this? That's the big white ball, right? Yeah, Captain, okay. I found a, this big white ball. <laughs> the thing is, Trip. Okay, so this is mostly an Archer and Trip episode because yep. they're yeah. they're on this prison transport together. And I was like, okay, well, at least we got Trip. We got our goofball guy that we've latched onto. This will be fun. And he wasn't really very Trip-like in this. No, it was weird. He spends the entire episode shackled to this dude who has like, you guys remember? <laughs> you guys might be too old for this. In the 90s, there was this toy called Creepy Crawlers, which is you put this <laughs> goo in an oven and it turned into like uh, like worms and shit. Okay. Uh-huh. This dude looks like he had those draped from his face. <laughs> I thought he had like a seaweed beard. Yeah, or yeah. like like <laughs> like like a beard made of gummy worms. <laughs> and he I, just I didn't played with I didn't mind his design. Episode. Sorry? I said I didn't mind his design. He looked all right. Oh, it was definitely unique. I will give you that. Yeah, and it was we, pulled off well. But I'm also yeah. just like, that guy's covered in creepy crawlers and gummy worms. <laughs> well, and he was, uh, you know, placed as the, the guy who sits next to you on the airplane and doesn't shut up and oh, wants to talk to you the oh, whole yes, time. Oh, yes, my nightmare. Oh, yeah, my God, the, read your book. The, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bring a book, Captain. <laughs> I finished one fish, two fish, catfish, catfish, and I forgot to bring another one. <laughs> well, fucking use your coloring book, Trip. I didn't bring no crayons. <laughs> they, they handcuffed us, Captain. Can't reach my crayons. <laughs> Can't even put my fingers in my ears. <laughs> Wait, he, he would definitely call them crowns, though. Can't yep. find my crowns. <laughs> Trip, are you telling me you could have taken that handcuff off at any time? No, Captain, only when it was funny. <laughs> yep. 
And the thing is, like, we've seen this character before, this this annoying guy who won't shut up, mm-hmm. but better writers make that an endearing character so that our guy is annoyed, but the audience is kind of delighted. Yep. Mm-hmm. This guy was annoying to me, I assume to you guys as well. Like, oh, totally. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. There was nothing redeeming about him to make listening to him worth it. It was just irritating. And, like, when he irritates Trip, Trip just gets mean, and there's not a mean bone in that moron's body. Well, I think when he hangs, I think, I think when he hangs out with that Archer guy, like, that guy's a bad, that kid's a bad influence. You need to quit playing with him. Like, that, that sort of anti, that xenophobic anti-alien kind of rubs off on him. Charlie, mm-hmm. I don't want you hanging out with John anymore. He's a bad influence on you. Oh, damn, Mom. <laughs> Nobody calls me Charlie anymore. Call me Trip. <laughs> I got a cool new nickname from the soccer team. <laughs> is it because you tripped over the soccer ball? Yep. That's not important right now, Mommy. <laughs> I always wondered where that nickname came from. There you go. Mm. I, I assumed it's because he's tripping balls. <laughs> That's the secret origin of that. Oh, dear. Uh, since we're doing bad things, though, Bob, what do you got? Uh, my bad thing was that it was just the, you know, he, he finally, they finally get out. You know, Archer gets back to the ship. Um, but the the whole time, there's been, like, this a bureaucrat on the planet who's like, oh, yeah, they must have been wrongfully imprisoned. Let me help you, you know, find the guys, find the transport ship. We'll get him out of there. He's been super helpful, you know, act, working with T'Pol to kind of get them out of there. And the first thing Archer does when he gets back to the ship is just rip this guy a new asshole. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's like... You know, you couldn't just, you know, take a moment to see even what this guy did to help you out, you know? Seems no. like a trained diplomat is, you know, really not something that I believe <laughs> that he is, even though they've said it a number of times. Yeah. He's he's always taken the, you know, the first chance he can to just be an asshole to somebody. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, thanks for getting us back. We were wrongfully imprisoned. Who knows how many other people were? Oh, shut up, man. It's like, You've oh. really given me something to think about, Captain. Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, again, this is not the first time we've seen this story. Like, these guys were in a, a prison camp for Suliban, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they got out and yelled at the guy for wrongfully imprisoned. Like, this, this exact yeah. emotional beat has already been hit. Maybe this is yeah. why they keep getting wrongfully imprisoned, is that they've already been wrongfully imprisoned so many times. Like, all these aliens are just looking at the rap sheets and just like, well, these guys have been in prison oh. for like 20, like 20 times. <laughs> yeah, these guys must be fugitives because they keep escaping out of prisons. <laughs> I mean, look, we've only been in those prisons for 15 minutes each. Yeah. The thing is, but... there's uh, once again, there's no stakes. We know they're going to get out. So mm-hmm. then the only other thing is like, okay, well, maybe the characters they're there with will be interesting. But that didn't happen either. So it's like... Why do I care about any of this? The dude Archer yeah. bonds with almost like almost got my sympathy and then just starts fucking like like well, he, he wants to th- he wants to kill everyone on the transport except yeah. for him and Archer. And he probably would have killed Archer if he had the chance to. Yeah. Yeah. He just like, like he's like, I'm going to help us all escape. I mean, help me escape. Like if you're talking uh-huh. if, you're, if you're talking about doing an episode where Archer bonds with this dude who has been in like uh, improper imprison. wrongfully imprisoned. And is just trying to get, like, get out or whatever. That, like, that I can, you know, that I can latch on to. Now I'm interested in a character, in what happens to this character. And if he dies mm-hmm. or something, then it could be a tragedy. Yeah, but, but when we cut back to the Enterprise, prick. when we cut back to the Enterprise and that uh, that bureaucrat dude that Bob mentioned talks about 
you know, this guy. Mm. He's like, oh, no, he did a lot of bad stuff. He did this and this and this. He definitely deserves to be in prison. Yep. So it's like, okay, well, there goes my sympathy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Just I mean, these whole, I, like, you don't get it, man. They put me in jail <laughs> when I was six. Just because <laughs> I did a bunch of crimes. <laughs> It's messed up crimes. on my planet. All you got to do is like steal from people and kill people and they put you in jail. I bet what it's not hell? like that on your planet. <laughs> I mean, no. Well, not in the future. <laughs> the cool In future. the future, we've evolved beyond jail, I think. Mm. I don't know. Except for, except for Paris. Uh, well, yeah, of course. But he, they just sent him to New Zealand, which was, you know, mm-hmm. I'd love to visit New Zealand. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't look like prison to me at all. <laughs> Uh, I yeah, I did just, think the it, because we were on a, a transport the whole time and they had everyone sitting in row like two guy rows. Yep, it it mm-hmm. looked like they should be rowing. <laughs> oh yeah, that <laughs> was like that the, was in my notes too. <laughs> yeah, the guy the guard should have been beating a drum and they should have been rowing. <laughs> <laughs> this actually helping the ship get through space. Shut up and row. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just keeps your hands busy and uh, it's cruel. Is is really the only reason. <laughs> also gives me an excuse to play this drum. Are we really supposed to be rowing at that rhythm? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to be upset, Captain, but I mean, he's getting some damn good sounds out of that thing. Yeah. Put your lighter just, down, Trip. I can't. <laughs> I I do agree that it was like you know that that was at least interesting that it kind of looked like a galley that you know they should have been rowing or whatever. Mm. But it was just it was this boring ass gray nothing of a set it was just so visually nothing just boring yeah the one thing we can count on from this show usually is something visually interesting but even that like like usually the visual effects guys and the set designers and all that like those guys bring something when the writing and the acting doesn't but in this case yeah you're right it was not even yeah yeah. worth looking at also can I just I'm so fucking sick of Nausicaan's Really? I'm Would so... Gotten, this is like the second Nausicaan we've had in this series, and maybe only like the fourth or fifth we've ever had. Like, they're they're not around that often. And I'm done. Just every time they... <laughs> every fucking time they show up, I'm like, okay, well, this guy's gonna act like every other fucking Nausicaan I've ever seen in my entire life. He's gonna yell at this dude, and then eventually they're gonna get into a fight. And maybe someone will get stabbed in the heart, but probably not oh, anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Let's give credit where it's due. He uh, Trip took this guy out in maybe the only good moment in the entire episode. He did. He did bonk him on the head with an oversized clown wrench. Yeah, it was like a giant oversized novelty wrench that could not possibly be functional for anything but hitting people over the head with. The, the only thing that would have made that scene better is Trip looking at the wall, and it's like that scene from Pulp Fiction where he picks up a wrench, he looks at it, mm-hmm. and then he sees a bigger wrench, and he sort of looks at it, <laughs> and then he sees, yep. and then he sees the biggest wrench ever. Yep, Captain, I need your help. Trust me, this will be worth it. This is a two-man wrench, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> I, w- I was confused why the wrenches were so short. I mean, like, if the thing was that huge diameter, wouldn't you need a longer lever to be able to turn it? I, it yeah, just felt, that's... It was just like there was no reason for it except to hit someone over the head. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, they're not turning wrenches. They're bonking wrenches. <laughs> yeah. Specifically oh, made oh, okay. for bonking. Right. I, I need to add some of those to my toolkit. <laughs> for bonking? Yes. All right. You know, just in case. Okay. I was going to say, you, you live with your wife and two kids and, and a cat. Like, wh- who are you bonking in your house? I don't know. Maybe maybe someone comes into my workshop and, uh, you know, I have to fend them off. Wow. Well, all it takes is a, is a good man with a wrench to, to stop right. a bad man with a wrench. So, Or the, or the neighbor's cat comes wandering in. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> definitely get out of here. <laughs> you definitely get to bonk that cat. 
But but not like not so it actually causes any serious damage. It just makes like a, a Hanna Barbera sound effect, and they fall unconscious for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yep, and maybe they get one of those like thumb length bumps on the top of their head. Yeah, yeah. Little, those little really Tweety Bird. What's that? Those the, bumps? Yeah. Oh yeah, I had some of those on my head removed recently. <laughs> Were they from repeated strikes with a bowling ball? Oh yeah. His own drop. I shouldn't have kept you? it on the uh, shelf in my closet. <laughs> Is that why you're such a good voice actor? Because you keep just change personalities. Like... <laughs> Frederico Flintstoney. <laughs> Um, well, we were talking about, uh, uh, some of the graphics, like the, the visual effects stuff. Bob, you did have a good mm. thing out of all that. Oh yeah, there was, a, that was my good thing was the, um, just like there were a couple of shots of, there was a, like another shuttle came over. They were, they were trying to get everybody off the ship before it, you know, crashed into the planet. But there was mm. some cool shots of the, like the two of them kind of connected by this, you know, docking pad and, and being buffeted by the atmosphere as they, they went down and I, it just looked pretty cool i like those shots so the the set design not so much but the ship shots were actually pretty good that's yeah. like the only thing enterprise has ever like i think done well yeah yep and, 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 the show. and more of the stuff that just like the fact that it was in the atmosphere and you could see that kind of buffeting and swaying between the two ships and mm-hmm. stuff like that because i i kind of like it when you see a spaceship in the atmosphere instead of just you know in the black inkiness of you know with stars in the background yeah it gives you a better sense of like proportion and Mm. and, yeah that sort of thing like i think i think the uh the the newer movies like starting with the abrams movies like have done that trick a little too much yeah it was cool in the beginning but now i was like okay i've I've seen that Uh, i don't mind it it's still something we see see pretty rarely though Mm. yeah yeah um, and actually, I'll add, there was another bit where uh, these people, uh, the, you know, the people taking them back to prison docked with them like they were about to get caught. And uh, and, and the prison ship, like, basically farts in their face and takes off and, uh, <laughs> like, vents their plasma right up, right up on them and then takes off. And uh, hey. that looked pretty OK. <laughs> nice. They uh, lit VFX their fart on fart. fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Matt, what was your good thing? Uh, Trip and Archer have some real sharp jackets. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, you know they were they were visiting Planet Threepwood, who was selling these fine leather jackets. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right; they were. It was like something we've consistently complained about through most of the other Trek series is how bad their civilian clothes are, and these guys yep. just dress like guys. Yeah, no, they look real good. They don't try yeah. to space them up; they just mm-hmm. wear clothes, which is nice. I know my good thing isn't just hey, look how handsome Trip is again. But it's well, you also is. included Archer. Yeah, he looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> My good thing, I, I really, really struggled with this one. There's there's a, a split second where T'Pol did a very Spock-like eyebrow raise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> oh. She can make one eyebrow go up a little more than the other one like, like Spock did. And uh, yep. I mean, if that's impressive, like, I can do that shit. Yeah, but you're not mm-hmm. playing a Vulcan. So I mean, not it doesn't matter as much when you do it. I I do it all the time, but it's, <laughs> you know she did it. So I w- I want to see Matt play a Vulcan now. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> well, I mean, there's only one person on here that writes stuff for me to be in, so the ball's in your court, Al. <laughs> uh, and, oh, hey, also there's someone else on this call who ha- is has made uh, latex appendages for people. So uh, <laughs> that's true. Oh yeah, <laughs> specifically Vulcan ears, at least on one occasion. So yeah, we're bringing this all together now. We can, oh wait, no, those were Romulan ears. Oh yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Different. I don't have the hair to play a Vulcan. That's true. We haven't seen we, a curly-haired Vulcan before. <laughs> yeah, and we can get you a wig, man. 
Yeah, but how's the he gonna that will contain the hair I already have? Yeah, how are you gonna stop? <laughs> it's like when Andrew Garfield plays Spider Man. How did he get all that hair under the mask? <laughs> Just don't get it. Oh, uh, what else? There's a big fight scene at the end that I just wanted to add Batman subtitles to. I saw I saw that in your yes. notes. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I just I was, I was like, where are the giant clams? That's in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> but the, this show seems to do more of that, which I like. I mentioned this before. Very rarely do the TV shows do good run and shoot action adventure stuff. Oh, yeah. Like the movies have great stuff like that, but the show just doesn't. I don't know if it's choreography or the or the or the uh, the actors mm. or like well, we the, were, the limited sets. But we were I just talking about how crummy care. that shootout last week was. You're like, yeah, exactly. But it, but that kind of brought it to my attention that I hardly ever like it when any of the TV shows do an extended sequence of running and shooting. It's yeah. usually mm. boring. And again, from the movies, I know it's possible to make that interesting, but the shows hardly ever pull it off. Mm. And it, it bugs me. Yeah. No, I just I fucking think Archer was... runs in. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, if only. And the and the uh, the, the screen, t- you know, good d- Dutch angle kicks in. Yep. It'd be amazing. <laughs> and Trip says, holy this and holy that. <laughs> holy catfish, Batman. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> if only. I thought it was there was some weirdness going on with the uh, this other civilization's, their uh, makeup, too. I don't know what the deal was. I mean, it was, it was just kind of like uh, like bony structures kind of around their sure. eyes and cheeks and stuff. But it just, on in some of the shots, it looked like almost like the late, you know, the latex or whatever wasn't painted. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm sure it was, but it That's was the it deliberate looked look really weird. This week. Yeah, yeah it look, I mean, it just looked like that section of their face was a completely different color from the rest of their face. And yeah. Is that supposed to be that no, way? It was some bad fucking makeup. Yeah, and uh, I was I, I was about I was to say surprised. Oh, we got the we got the bad makeup artist this week, but then mm-hmm. some of the actual prisoner aliens looked pretty good. Well, so. they worked together this time. Ah, that must be it. One of the guys, mm. the guy sitting next to Archer, just looked like an orc. Yep. Or you know Klingon from Discovery. <laughs> I was going to say less like an orc than those guys. But, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> oh God, why can't we just do Discovery? Why can't we just skip this and go to the show? That's <laughs> interesting to talk you, about. You promised on the graves of your dead listeners. Uh. <laughs> Well, then who's even listening to this now? <laughs> if they're all dead anyway. Oh, ghosts love podcasts. Oh, mm-hmm. boy. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> in case you were worried that we hadn't talked about ghosts in like two or three weeks, guess what? Oh, God. <laughs> hey, ghosts. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, do we have anything else before we Another before episode we're... about a boogans. <laughs> mm. No. Uh, I think I got everything. Okay. Bob, what do you got for an alternate title? Uh, Con Air. <laughs> that was fantastic. That, you, you might win this one. And and unfortunately, what that did was like once you one once I saw that you had done that, I was like, oh yeah, this is like Con Air. We should talk about that. Oh, but that would step on Bob's joke. So <laughs> I didn't want to mention the similarities, but there were definitely similarities. Yep. Yeah, Matt, what do you got? Give me the bunny. No, uh, <laughs> pigs in space. But like the pigs are prison guards. Get it? <laughs> I went with Raman, a clan, a canal, Canamar. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Good, and my quote good. is not from this episode. It's from a recent episode of Steven Universe that pretty much sums up how I feel. We might as well just throw it all in the garbage and toss ourselves in after because it's all this hopeless trash. 
So there's that. Very good. Spo- spoilers <laughs> for Steven Universe, I guess. Uh, All right. Uh, mm. Moving on to the crossing. I'm I'm gonna go have a little nap. Uh, Bob, <laughs> I will I will listen to the recording later because I'm sure your your summary's great. It's just I don't want to think about this episode anymore. Cool. Take it off. Take it away. Take it all off. All right. Take it all off. Take it off. All right. Trip is called back to Florida for the funeral of his grandmother. In her will, she left him a Tucker family heirloom, a candle, in the shape of an 18-footer fan boat with a beautiful engine. <laughs> back on the NX-01, when Trip lights the candle, a giant manta ray appears and swallows the ship whole, cutting off its flight and defense systems. Inside the beast... Oh, wait, it's a spaceship. Uh, the atmosphere changes to be more hospitable to humans, but our away team is very rude and keeps their spacesuits on. <laughs> a ghost visits Trip and makes sweet, sweet love to his brain, making him think he was very specifically in Tarpon Springs, Florida, swimming in a fishing hole. Archer freaks out. Tapal tries to talk some sense into him. You know, the usual. The ghost visits Trip again, taking over his body. I'm normal human, no, no suspicious at all, Trip says, <laughs> and crawls into a tunnel to the kitchen where he orders every food ever, but somehow chooses to obsess over bread. Ghost Trip explains that they're subspace explorer ghosts, and Trip's brain ghost is off floating among the cosmos. Don't worry, he'll be back. It's just friendly exploration. This certainly won't turn into any sort of deadly danger. Trip comes back from Florida again, this time picking up leaves with his dad. It's very touching. But Archer is even more mad because he hates exploring and all aliens who are different from humans. Of course, it turns out Archer is right, and crewmen are getting mind-raped left and right by the space ghosts, including Malcolm, who acts only slightly creepier than usual, working his way up to threatening to rape to Paul. Ah, fuck you, Rick Bourbon! <clears throat> They work on fixing the ship as more and more crewmen are replaced by pod people. Travis even shows up because he knows where the catwalk is. And it turns out the space ghosts don't like it up there. So most of the still human crew hang out on the catwalk. On the catwalk. They do their little turn on the catwalk. Until um, T'Pol figures out what the ghosts are doing. Their ship is dying and they can't survive in space. Apparently, even though we've very obviously seen them survive in space earlier, but whatever. The crew bides their time until they can plot to very lightly kill everyone with a poison gas and thusly drive out the space ghosts. It works! Archer commits some genocide, and Trip is back from Florida one last time, speaking wistfully about the biggest plate of ribs I ever seen. <laughs> Two points of order there. First of all, I think you mean condal. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and also, uh, you mentioned someone named what what was it? Tra- Travis? Is there a Travis on this show? Yeah. He's that, the he's the one with the nah. the one with the abs. <laughs> mm, no, I'm not. It's not no. No, you know, abs oh. have a practical Joker ghost story. Oh, the practical! Oh, right, that guy. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's well okay. known for his abs, his practical jokes, and his uh, ghost stories. Uh, <laughs> mm, no, I forgot him again. <laughs> I had it for a minute, but it was gone. Uh, this is, this is a prime example. Like, this is not what the episode's about at all. But now, now that we're talking about it, this is a prime example of like, here's something Travis can do. No, nope, never mind. <laughs> Just once again, just like, yep. yeah, we could use this character, but now nah, we're not. Nah, yeah. Nah. <laughs> oh, she got some good stuff to do. But yeah, I, she we'll, did. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's start with bad things. Bob, what do you got? 
Ah, fuck. Uh, Creepy Malcolm made even creepier via position with his staring at bums, treating women as things, and threatening rape. Fuck you, Enterprise. (laughs) I mean, Chimney, yes, the non-corporeal things are kind of evil because they want to steal their bodies and their ships. But why do you have to make it extra, extra gross? Yeah, right. Can I jump in on that, too, with stop doing rape stuff with T'Pol? It's not clever. It's not good writing. It's not adult or sexy. You can't hear see my finger quotes, but trust me, they're happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just gross and also kind of tired at this point. Knock it off. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. It's, it's just the worst. And the thing, this didn't make it worth it at all. It should not have happened 100%. But the thing that kind of made me laugh mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm just lets himself into T'Pol's quarters and starts saying, take off your clothes. And mm-hmm. like, T'Pol knows people are getting possessed by these things and does not it does not occur to her that he's been possessed nope <laughs> her first reaction is oh you, did you did you have, have a couple drinks <laughs> no like, it's literally like well that's what I she says th- are you intoxicated like this is normal drinking? this is slightly more mal- like normal malcolm behavior like slightly off but uh-huh. basically normal a couple of drinks and malcolm would be like this according to paul yeah and that yeah. just feels like somewhat i don't i i'm i'm we reading way too much into this but it feels like someone said, you know, he just usually acts like this, and T'Pol probably wouldn't be, no. you know, like, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just like, well, this has been a long time coming. Stand yep. there, I'll get my baseball bat. <laughs> oh, I just picture her, like, anytime she closes her eyes to sleep or meditate, she's got her hands in the, like, the, the neck pinch position, ready to go. Mm. <laughs> so, oh, here comes Malcolm. Boop, there you go. You're down. Done. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's super gross. Also, and, the yeah. also like the scene with the other uh, crewman in the elevator is real nasty. Oh, he he has a he has three, including yeah. to Paul. There's one when he first gets possessed, where he's just like literally staring at her ass. Yeah, and it's Bums. it's camera work like in that uh, Harry Mudd episode, where it's just like like we're leering along with him in mm-hmm. first person POV, which is extra gross. Mm-hmm. And then uh. and then yeah, the elevator scene, like you say. <laughs> Are you female? Oh, boy. Yes. Are you horny? Oh, God. <laughs> See, then he could play it off. Oh, no, I was just... Remember movie night the other night? I was just quoting that that classic movie. Yeah, it, it, only took a, it only took another hundred and some odd years for Austin Powers to become funny again. It might, it might someday. I still think it might someday. <laughs> I think when all the Michael Scotts of the world die and, and all, you know, we forget that it's been quoted to death, maybe it'll be funny again. Who knows? Maybe. Um, my bad thing. Yes. And, and this is kind of a broader bad thing that just goes to the whole show, but it, it's it's spotlighted here with Trip. Every character in this show is like three details. Like the, the show Bible is like three bullet points under each name and that's it. Trip mm-hmm. is Florida catfish and goofy shit happening to him. Like... Someone like this, this the, whoever wrote this episode, and I think it was Braga and Berman, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whoever wrote this episode was like, okay, we got something with Trip. What do we know about Trip? Florida. Let's talk about Florida a lot. Like, does he have nothing else? Is this really like you can you can do whatever you want with mm-hmm. this guy? You can you can expand, like make give him some depth, give him some like, oh, well, that would be an unusual thing for this guy. Like, you assume the southern goofball would be into like you know, a rack of ribs and some catfish and going fishing out on the river. And like, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. make him a chess player, like throw something in that would really He's like super into huh. ballet. Like, yeah. One thing uh-huh. to make him not exactly that, the cardboard cutout you think he is, but no, it's just that an archer's thing is fucking water polo. Yeah. Like uh, how many, like 
that's actually kind of an interesting, weird thing the first time it came up. But they bring it up every week that he's in the yeah. water. Like, it's like cares? the only thing. Yeah. And squinting. Water polo well, and yeah. squinting are his two And a dog. Well, but the dog has not been anywhere. Like, I think the dog is on vacation right now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think he left Porthos, like, with a, with a loving family or in a, in, a, in a nice kennel or something. But, like, the dog is off cavorting on some other planet right now. <laughs> That's the only excuse for not showing the dog every single episode. Mm. Yep. It's just these guys aren't characters. They're just a handful of small details. And some of the actors are better than others and kind of breathe extra life into it. But the writers are giving them nothing. Yeah. That's yeah. why we like Trip. And this I, I'm going to hand it over to Bob for your good thing in just a sec here. But sure. that's why we like Trip, because that guy's a good actor and he they don't give him much, but he gives him this goofy charm that makes him lovable, you mm-hmm. know? And then when he has to act out of character a bit, uh, Bob. Yeah, I um I actually like the way that uh Connor Trenier was is playing the the other role like the ghost inhabiting Trip's body the first the, at least the first time he mm-hmm. crosses over cuz they have like there's this uh speech about kind of you know wonder oh you're you're corporeal and you have you Very have to breathe and eat Star Trek and, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's like it really hits on a bunch of things that you know the the opposite the, about the way I hate that Archer responds to things with mm-hmm. fear or distress because they're different instead of you know being excited to be exploring and I, I know Archer turned out to be right this time but still it's it's well that, you know that's the thing I love about mm-hmm. Star Trek is like celebrating those differences and being interested in, in exploring and I he actually you know did a great job of selling that idea of you yeah, know this other wonder. being yeah. And then, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is basically the show's mission statement in a, you know, in a scene. It's yeah. like someone comes out spouting all kinds of Star Trek stuff and the captain just steps on it. Yeah. And says, no, we're, we're not here to explore. We can't just we can't just it's blindly like, trust other people. And, yeah. and then he's right. That just, what the uh, hell are you doing out there then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, like a good episode of this would be the uh, no. All they they were explorers. All they wanted to do was to see what it was like to be human for a little while, yeah. and then they safely gave us our bodies back. Wait, this is yet another instance of mm-hmm. okay. Their ship, like I, I'm pretty sure you mentioned this, Bob. Their ship is damaged, and the whole point was them to hijack human bodies to escape the, their damaged ship. Uh, yeah, right. And, and how many times have we seen that? Like where <laughs> some alien race puts whatever ship we're watching, you know, the, the Voyager or the other enterprises or the defiant in danger, just because they couldn't ask for help. They had to take the help. Mm-hmm. Like all they had to do was say, Hey guys, what? our ship is about to blow up. Can you guys find some way to help us? And I bet yeah. these guys would have tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead, Why didn't they just ask? They just hijack their bodies, steal their ship, hijack their bodies. Like, come on, man. Yep. Just and, blah. And also like they leave them to explode at the end of the episode. Well, yeah, that the, yeah on the other side of things, yeah, yeah Archer uh-huh. just genocides the whole ship. It's just like, ah, fuck you. Yep. I mean, even yeah, Kirk no, didn't that's... do that. Kirk, yeah. Kirk would ruin their society and ride off, but he didn't kill them. <laughs> well, no, like I was expecting them to just leave them on their damaged ship, you know, like yeah, yeah. fine. But no, he's just like, ah, fuck all of you. And then, like, an even better captain might find a solution, make mm-hmm. peace with them, and say. Here are some not, here are some corporeal beings that aren't self-aware, so you can take them over and you're not going to hurt them. Yeah. yeah. And then you can, Again, not selling me on the whole Archer-trained diplomat thing. Yeah. It's like, you don't even try to find a solution with these guys. Yeah, I know they're, they're attacking you, but... They were mean first, therefore I can be mean back. No, yeah. no that's not how it works, man. <laughs> yeah, you definitely showed those ghosts how big your dick is. I <laughs> guess. 
They also had a good look at Malcolm's, so that's uh-huh. something. Uh, Riddled uh, with uh, parasites. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, Matt, what was your good thing? Uh, hmm. Oh, <laughs> there are two genuinely funny moments in this episode. Uh, they don't save the episode, but God, they made it easier to watch. Well, this kind of ties into what Bob said. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, first, the first one is trips down in the engine room, goes to ask for uh, uh, some random crew member to, for help. They're just like, hey, can you uh, do the whatever thing? And the crew member's been possessed. Just sort of looks up at the engines, looks back at Trip and goes, I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this engine is very complex. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and the other one is they find tri- possessed Trip in the kitchen, or uh, the kitchen, the mess hall. With just all this food, and he's like, mm-hmm. clearly the alien that's possessed him is eating food for the first time. And he waves a slice of bread at everyone and goes, have you ever tried one of these before? It's amazing. <laughs> no, yes. and that's, that was a fun scene. I enjoyed that. Yes, yeah. sweetie, you found the single most simple food <laughs> ever. Yeah, probably just about every human culture before they even met each other and taught it to each other just discovered this independently. It's it's pretty basic, man. And the only thing that would be better is just him waving a package of Wonder Bread. <laughs> yep. I just you wonder, can squish it into a tiny little ball. <laughs> I, just, I just wonder if Cook actually made all that stuff for him or if he just sort of helped himself. Like, yep. how, how, does that, how does that work? Yeah, I had that question, too. Yeah. Jeff, oh, give, me every, every, give me everything you got. A, uh, a listener pointed out, apparently there was this story that almost happened mm. where uh, Cook, uh, uh-huh. w- who we've never seen, and we actually pointed out, like, we, we saw him like Nanny from Muppet Babies. You see him from, like, the waist down at one yep. point. Like, that's it. <laughs> Wearing uh, full chef whites, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, he was. This was in the, the catwalk episode where they're hiding for a week and, and everything's all dingy and, and nobody gets to shower. Still wearing his pristine chef whites. Yep. <laughs> um, but apparently they, there was this uh, story pitched where uh, Shatner would be cook and would have to time travel and fill in, uh, like, uh, substitute himself what? for the historical figure that he looked like. You know, wink, wink. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that never happened. I do remember when the show was still on that Shatner was desperately trying to, like, get them to work him in somehow. Yeah. Are you sure Weird. Shatner didn't pitch that? He may have. Like, that I don't sounds know. Like, that sounds exactly like something he would pitch. But, uh, a listener sent us a link to that on uh, Twitter a week right. or two ago. And uh, that just, oh, boy. <laughs> you know, it'd be great if I could be on Enterprise. I kind of like. It's still going to be a couple of years before shit my dad says. <laughs> kind of like that we never see cook though it's just one of yeah. those like yeah, i don't know after neelix it's just kind of like who cares where the food comes from he might mm-hmm. as well just be a slot in the wall just forget it yeah <laughs> yeah my good thing is yes. actually um similar to yours matt there's there is some decent acting in here some actual good comedic acting only uh my mine's from flocks later in the episode oh sure there's there, he's got this world weariness and i thought it was just one read but then it kept going because mm-hmm. <laughs> About two thirds of the way through, when when they're they're doing their plan to save the ship, and there's only a couple of them left unpossessed, I guess these ghosts wanted nothing to do with Archer. Like mm-hmm. they couldn't possess Flocks because of physiological stuff, but they just the Ar- they looked at Archer and they go, Ugh, "No thanks." But, uh, <laughs> and Tapal fights them off, but Archer's the only one that they just don't even bother with. But um, one of them calls Flocks like, "Hey, you, you have you shut down the engines or whatever it is he was doing? I don't remember." But uh, and he just picks up the communicator and he's like. <sighs> Flocks here. 
<laughs> and I was like, okay, that's just, I'm just reading into that. That's just two syllables. Maybe I heard wrong. But the rest of the mm-hmm. episode for the next 15 minutes, that's all of his, <sighs> yes, okay, I'm uh-huh. disconnecting the thing. And it's mm-hmm. like, you can tell the actors, like, putting that in there. Like, the the lines themselves aren't sort of sarcastic and world-weary. It's just the character, I think, I, I, I'd like to imagine the actor imagining the character being sick of all this like uh, mm-hmm. every week with this mm-hmm. bullshit and i yeah, i just wanted to doctor that's all <laughs> look and i kind of like to when when they um he has to do some of the action at the end to uh you know fill the ship with carbon dioxide and then uh-huh. you know flush it out but he's like he has to you know go down into the bowels of the ship and take some panels off to get to some controls and he, he like takes one of the panels off and he's like what do I do with it? Oh, yeah, that was a great bit. <laughs> just like, I don't know, put it on the floor. <laughs> no, and there were a couple of things where he's like, okay, now, no, sever the, the junction, blah, blah. Uh, Captain, uh, you're going to have to tell it to me in, you know, English. <laughs> okay, there's a, there's a, there's a blue cord. Okay, that's more like, that's more my <laughs> speed. If, if you can compare it to some kind of anatomy, I could probably uh-huh. figure it out. There, there's a green, stuff. there's a green button that says push to close. <laughs> will that close it yes it will yes <laughs> now pump the handle five times yeah no and i liked uh archer had a bit of like my dad trying to teach me how to fix a car just like oh, yeah just pick up the wrench the wrench. no not the screwdriver the wrench <sighs> what is wrong with you <laughs> i don't know little who little taught you this in my stuff? childhood there no who taught you this stuff you were supposed to yeah i don't know this because you haven't taught me yet can't get mad at me for you not teaching me. And yet, mm. let's just yell at our dads for the next twenty minutes. Yeah. How about that? Oh <laughs> uh, boy, what else? Um, I I like some of the the effects stuff. I really liked the. Oh I sure, mean, the, the the big ship looked real cool. Oh yeah, the yeah. ship that just swallows them up. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was quite nice. Yeah. It did. It did kind of look like a manta ray, and it had um, had some really interesting stuff in the interior. Like when they go walking in it, it's almost like a pebbled glass surface, and then underneath there's like all sorts of yeah. you know mechanisms and stuff. It reminded me like, of V'ger, actually, like the because probably because mm. it was so big that it had the ship in it, mm. and they were surrounded yeah. by stuff. But I can the, see that. Yeah, it had that same kind of vibe to me. It, Although it had more kind of uh, almost like organic feel to yeah. the design yeah. of it. So. No, the design, the actual design was different, but like the, the vibe yeah. of them walking around inside a thing that had their ship in it. The whole thing oh, yeah. was very alien, actually, now that I think about it. Yeah, I could see that, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. That, ship that, was, was that, lighting, that ship was too cool for the, for the aliens that lived in it, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I actually like the, um, I mean, we're not, not the, you know, we like the, the, trope of the ghosts at this point but mm-hmm. the actual effect that they did for him i thought was pretty cool oh, yeah the glowy and cloud the, dudes look neat there's a yeah, neat, uh, and, there's a, a neat effect i noticed when they come out of somebody where they sort of mirror that person's face as they're coming out that i really yeah don't. yeah well, and they tell... had like oh god oh i was gonna say that the you could see that like they they had kind of like a blue green color scheme to them mm-hmm. but then if it was like the person's real brain or whatever that it was kind of like this golden yellow color instead so you could tell which one was which yeah which is a good visual cue for us the audience so we know what's going on you catch Mm. on pretty quick and keep it simple i like that no you i was gonna say you can tell like the the effects guys on the show clearly the when when cg became more of a viable thing and presumably they got a little more money for it you could you could see these guys really going all out and like it didn't have to look that good they could have phoned it in but 
we see this all the time where they just they put extra touches in like some part of the show is going to be good damn it mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually this show i don't i don't remember if it won but it was definitely nominated for like a visual effects emmy i oh, no it won but i don't have memory alpha in front of me right now mm. to, to verify that but uh, huh oh that's cool it got some recognition yeah so so that's yeah. like uh what else anything mm, i think that's most of my stuff yeah yeah was about all I got. I was shocked they went back to the catwalk. I guess they I guess they've got the set, so they're gonna use it. But they also acted like they never it never occurred to them that this place could shield them from something. Like you just mm-hmm. went through this about six weeks ago. Like yeah. you know this. Why didn't you why did you say it like, oh, the catwalk, which is down here, is yeah, we all lived there for a week. We know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're gonna live there again. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Just, I, I did, Memory Alpha speculated that this was sort of the beginning of the concept of a battle bridge, like, mm-hmm. because they keep having to go down to a separate part of the ship when they're in trouble. Mm-hmm. Maybe that evolved into the idea that there would be a whole separate bridge for when you're fighting, which is kind of a neat idea. Oh. Although, you, mean that, that, you mean that one time they used the battle bridge? I was going to say, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. The next gen <laughs> established and then almost never used, just like separating. Like Yeah. Yeah three times yeah because they have that little control center down there and mm-hmm. right <laughs> although they <laughs> i noticed like and like every shot of the control center down there they had like there was this one little chunk of fiber optic cable that was like you know broken or whatever and it was on- constantly hanging right in front of the camera lens mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> no matter where the camera lens was, I was like, what, what the hell is wrong with this, this control is, center <laughs> this is not the first time they've done that either i don't know why I, maybe that they feel like it looks more broken if it's just like covering your field of vision i don't i don't know yeah i guess so mm. i didn't realize it was supposed to be broken yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs> uh, it looks high tech <laughs> good enough doesn't matter yeah. uh-huh yeah. what's the next one about <laughs> a prison again good good fine <laughs> wonderful uh, i don't care anymore whatever all right anything else mm. no <laughs> well, be, i got a quote yeah what do you got uh, this is uh, when Trip came back from his uh, first experience. Don't forget Florida, Captain. I don't care how far away it is. I was there. It's a very common hallucination. Well, so we get yeah. Everybody hallucinates about Florida. Oh sure. <laughs> I mean, I call mine nightmares because that's where my parents live. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> same. <laughs> uh, what do you got for an alternate title, Bob? Uh, the obvious Tucker fucks a ghost. That's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, what do you got? Invasion of the bum grabbers. Quite good. And I went with the haunting of NX-01, because we've probably even already done that one, but I don't even care. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Okay, that's all for this time. Bob, you got anything you would like to tell the people about? Yeah, uh, I'm, <laughs> I haven't done a podcast in a little while, but I'm still doing it. Uh, it's uh, the Optical Podcast. You go to opticalpodcast.com, and we're kind of uh, covering the history of visual effects and film technology and talking to some cool people about that. And uh, got some other stuff uh, like tiki mugs and stuff going at vixenlabs.com. Excellent. Um I wanted to mention, okay, so this, this takes a little explaining. This is, this, the, the payoff is worth it, but <laughs> it takes a little explaining. Okay. So in, in Discovery, the, uh, the, the sort of casual workout outfit is a T-shirt that says Disco. Yep. <laughs> and this doesn't really spoil anything about the show. There's, there's been promotional <laughs> images of it. 
This this exists this, because it's short for discovery, which not everyone immediately caught on to. But that's that's why it says disco because discovery shortens. The, took the me, disco. It took me two weeks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I thought it would be funny if we had a shirt that said post-a-toe, <laughs> which is post-atomic or shortened <laughs> to, to, you know. Um, postato. Yeah. Or postato. Yeah. Why did you misspell <laughs> potato? Um, so uh, Rob Reel, the dude who's been uh, working with us to make the, the PA logo shirts, uh, uh-huh. actually has made this into a shirt now. Bob helped uh, <laughs> figure out what the font was. And nice. Put a little, he put a little design together that's... Um, it says post a toe in the same font and uh, where the, the uh, disco t-shirt has the Starfleet insignias on the, uh, on the sleeves, we have the PA mm-hmm. logo on the sleeves. Mm. Nice. So we tried, to, we tried to mimic the design as close as we could. Uh, the link is at the top of our page at postatomichorror.com. And uh, as, as ever, there are also uh, PA logo shirts there if you want to check those out. Uh, as well as a few other shirts that, uh, that he offers that are sort of uh, geek-themed. No. So check that out, uh, the post-a-toe shirts. Uh, a couple of that people is said awesome. that they would actually wear one of those, so there they are. Ready to I totally want one. I, well, go get, go get yeah. you one. <laughs> Please uh, buy it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You can contact us, postatomichorror at Gmail. Um, we've got a Tumblr, postatomichorror.tumblr.com. We're on Twitter, at Algar, at RobotMatt. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that all the things? Uh, that's all the things. Okay. Yeah, see you, folks. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Copyright 2017. Please don't sue us. We're, we're, we're still just doing this.